3: Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34 on a Thursday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimba on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one, King William Street in the city. And it's all thanks to the wonderful teams at Hyundai and Balfour's. Talking wonderful and things that are not. Here he is.
0: people!
3: Rooch,
4: here he is.
0: Rooch, here he is.
3: Hey. Shaka-laka, shaka-laka, Sh ain't rancho, rancho. Ranch, rancho.
5: Don't we love Rooch. the Irish even more today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good result, wasn't it? Oh, it
3: helps Aussies, doesn't it? Uh, it makes us very, very happy, and I think it makes farmer, the Kiwis very pleased as well, oh, because yes. only the top two get through. We're talking World Cup T20. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? We like upsets. There used to be a time people would say, Why are they playing in the competition? They can never win it.
5: Yeah, but Ireland's got some short-form results mm. against England. Mm. beat them in the one-day version a uh, while ago, and they had that series at Lord's, uh, I think it was a three-match three T20 series, and they tickled them up a bit there as yeah, well, so but they, they love uh, the
3: rivalry. Gaurat Sundarasan said yesterday they have yeah. quite a good attack. They are no easy beats. Gee, the, reading the English papers has been delightful this morning. <laughs> hey,
5: well hear oh, a gra- go.
3: we'll here a, a grab from Michael Atherton, the <laughs> England captain, a little yeah. bit later. I'm not sure how hard he went, but he went for 54 seconds. We'll play that. We'll, <laughs> well,
5: play- <laughs> well, you did pretty well in 54 seconds yesterday. You threw a fair few in, didn't you?
3: What out? When? Well, all your reaction to cane Corns.
5: Well, how, how many words did you have in those oh, 54 seconds? I never had
3: a crack at Kane. I was just incredulous. No, I'm just saying, to the you're say a lot in 54 seconds. Well, oh, yes. Well, yeah. the emotions that were running through <laughs> me Roots, that leaving you out of the top 22 journos. In no, Australia. I'm okay. If Jared Waitley's out, I feel I'm in good company now. <laughs> I still don't think you are, actually.
5: <laughs>
3: you were deeply hurt. Did you get a phone call or flowers or. Not even chocolates. Not even chocolate. You don't eat chocolate, do you? Yeah, I love chocolate. You do. Oh, oh, there we go. uh, To Roach's doctor. I'm seeing him on Monday. Don't set me up. Well, you're not meant to have anything with dairy.
5: No, I'm allowed to have no more than a glass
3: of milk a week. You you make up the rules as you go along, Roach, to suit whatever you feel like eating. You've got to have some calcium in your system. I went to the doctor today Yes. Didn't he cut you up? He, he did. I had another war wound. Um, but everyone, you should get checked in regards to the son. And uh, when I was young, we were never really that sun conscious. But um, Oh,
5: Kim, don't start me on this because, you know, it cost my father his life. And mm. I remember the number of times he would be on work sites. And that's well, him what, and all his mates. And look, it's not a stereotype thing that I'm saying. Don't mm. please people. Don't take this as a stereotype. But dad and his mates... Used to get the paper, make those you know sailors' hats yes, out of them. Yeah. Never wear a t-shirt. I know. Um, sad. Well, he woke up to smoke. To smoking, got rid of that. But they they thought being out in the sun was just fantastic, and they'd you know, get themselves bronzed. And
3: yeah, well, it was all nationalities. Everyone did it in those days, Roach. and and you know, then it's we used to become the it. curse at the end of his life. Yeah. Well, we went for runs, and you'd always Ooh. take your top off at pre-season. Without too much sunblock, but yeah, I had a, um, a cancer cut off uh, my collarbone just there, yes, right? so five, yes. five stitches. Went in and saw the doc, and uh, and he said uh, I laid down on the cold bloody plastic, which was Ooh. very cold yeah, on my yeah, back. And, and then he's gone, oh, I, th- oh. I forgot to get uh, anesthetic. You're okay. You've had stitches before. I said, bloody no. Go and get some. <laughs> Wow. It's a different getting stitched up in the middle of a footy game yeah, when you've got absolutely. adrenaline running through yeah. your system. Yes. He said, really? I said, really? <laughs> so he had to go next door. Uh, thank you, though, Dr. Forbes. Uh, so we get the results in a few days. Should be all right. Fingers Good. crossed if I'm Good. not here Monday, reach Well, panic. Um, Guest coming up today. I'm going to do a quiz on this gentleman a little bit later, but I'll tell you who it is now. We've been talking about it all week. We managed to get Jesse White. He's going to make a comeback to the sand form. I was going through his... Sporting history, his life today. He should write a book. It's a great story. I'll tell you about it a little bit later. Maybe one chapter would be very interesting, wouldn't it? 2012. Uh, Yes, nearly made it to Mm. uh, Adelaide. Talking of books, uh, Tim Payne, former Australian cricketer. He um, is doing the media circuit now. I watched him on Sunrise this morning. We'll have a little listen to what he had to say. It's, It's not as if he's had no time to prepare how to answer a lot of these questions regarding his demise and the indiscretion that he had. He's had a lot of time, but he handled himself really well. At 4.35, a power forward, not Charlie Dixon.
5: A power forward, but not ch- Oh, I get you. I was I'm immediately thinking like a power forward as a position, not oh, as Port Adelaide.
3: Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't oh, believe you fell for it. Well, I was double-guessing myself there. Yeah, we'll try looking at the rundown, down, Robert Franks. Will be joining us from the Adelaide 36ers, right? And um, you could tall him in, turn him into a tall defender. He's about two hundred centimeters. That um, would help. Yeah, Hale's from Seattle. Good did place, you ever, Seattle. Did you ever watch that movie Sleepless in Seattle? No, no I but I've been have. to Seattle. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked that question. I knew the answer beforehand. Seattle, Washington. Yeah, It's a little bit cooler there. It's a lot like Adelaide. Mm. Really? A lot of Adelaide about it. Yeah, a lot of homes on the water. Yeah. Yeah, that Lovely was that, that was in the movie with uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Spots, yeah. Very romantic. Watch it tonight, Roach. Okay, Ryan Kiddo will join us at five o'clock from Adelaide United. Always They're speaks, home again. Yeah, always speaks very well. He's the vice captain. Yeah, first home game Sunday at Cooper Stadium. Let's hope they get a really big crowd. We're live and interactive. Before we go around the grounds, Roach, we tried to get a little competition off the ground yesterday. Might only be for one week. It might be ongoing. It's called Attack. The defense, all right, and the winner receives an NFL Game Pass subscription, so that means you get to see every American football game, all right. right. Uh, Don't forget, you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit NFLgamepass.com, all right. So you can ring through now or you can text if you want to participate. We'll just get two people to go head to head. We're going to give you an NFL question, it'll be damn easy. Attack v defence, you just go back and forth. I mean, we did it yesterday, Rooch, and I went to the news because you, you were winning. Oh, so, right. But, uh, but our contestants don't have that luxury. Yeah, If we like if we went uh, – it, it, this is how it would work. If I said reserves McGarry medalists, right? Kim Dylan, Bruce Linder. One, two, three. I win!
5: Mm, I get you, yes, I see. <laughs> Yeah,
3: so that's how it'll work. If you want to get that NFL Game Pass subscription for nothing, uh, just ring us now on 1300 736 736 or send us a text. All right, let's get into it. Rooch, you ready to go? I am. Around the ground? I am. Not a real busy day at the moment, so bear with us. Uh, Just the one ICC World Cup game underway as we speak. Stop and start, it's been at the SCG
5: where we've had a bit of weather again. South Africa has completed its 20 overs at five for 205 <coughs> against Bangladesh. South Africa won the toss. They batted, put up 205, lost five. Bangladesh now has to.
3: They won't do mow that. Mow it down, and I don't think they will. That's a very handy score, 205, it is. isn't it? Over yeah. ten, uh, over ten, and over. We'll keep you updated yeah. on that one when that one finishes.
5: Our good Dutch friends from the Netherlands will play India.
3: Yeah, and uh, name one of your good Dutch friends. One of my good. Dutch friend? Well, you're just bragging. You're saying... I don't I'm know the
5: cricketers. W- well, who's your good Dutch friend? George Einemann was a very good Dutchman. Collected stamps too, he did. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> was he we used to always go well, on hockey tours and we'd find him going to some stamp fair along the way. Who is he? Uh, no, look, it's a bit of a sad ending for George. Oh, well, don't do that then. Yeah. No, he was a great great correspondent for the Dutch newspapers. Okay. I
4: yeah.
3: wish I didn't ask. Um, well, you did. Oh, I know I did. Collingwood. Oh, yes. Good the friends at Collingwood. New appointment. Claire Claire Pettifor, who
5: was very, very strong in her work at Hawthorne when she was in the media department there. You didn't get past her. Mm. She was tough. Then went to Melbourne, got part of the premiership team there in their media department. You would think, is she going to the Collingwood media department? No, she isn't. She's going to the Collingwood football department to head it up under Graham Wright. Mm. So She's been one of these uh, rising stars in administration and footy took on that scholarship that the AFL offered female staff members at clubs to fast-track them, which you know, is a good program. And there it is. There it is. She's now head of footy at Collingwood.
3: Congratulations yeah. to Claire. So, you know, we're getting more diversity in this game. That's what we wanted, didn't we? We did. This leads me to the next question that no one will be able to answer, but who will be the first female AFL coach, not AFLW? Yeah. That's Could it be Chelsea Randall in 15 years' time? Maybe. Could it be an Aaron Phillips? Maybe. Yes. Will that happen? How will it be received if it does happen? Look, there's going to be a whole
5: group of teenagers at the moment who are going to have great AFLW careers, blossom in an AFL environment where Mm. it isn't about men versus women, but everyone working together and learning off each other. There could be a bright one right now, a 12-year-old who's watching AFLW and AFL saying, this is what I want to do. It will happen. You never say never. No question, it will yeah. happen. I'll never forget Wayne Jackson when he was AFL chief executive. He was a terrible kick. <laughs> <laughs> he was, actually. Uh, that, that sort of discussion you've just had, he, he broke into one of those discussions one day and he said, if 10 years ago, this was 2000 it was, if 10 years ago I'd said, one day we'll be playing under a roof, you all would have laughed, mm. and we've done it. So you don't say it won't happen. Anything could happen. I was if there's a will.
3: I was ridiculed, Roach, when I broke the AFL, starting at AFLW competition. Yep. People thought, how's that going to work? I, I was ridiculed by a couple of bosses, too. Yeah, didn't want you to do the story.
5: No. Yeah. Even though you did it in your own time. Silly Kim. Yes. Uh, yeah, you Showed yeah. too much initiative, you yeah. see. Yeah. That always works well for you, doesn't it? Yeah, you paid the price so, for that. Uh, here's a
3: text. Surely the Cadbury kid, that's you, Richie, is allowed a glass and a half of milk. No, not a glass and no. a half, just a glass. Yeah, you kick with the wind on that, Rich. <laughs> no, I time? see you slamming down stuff that should not be going past your tonsils. Mm. Um, this concerns me. You have, what are we, 4.45? People might like to have their say on this. We talked about it, oh, was it two, three months ago? The AFL going to four umpires. I shudder thinking No, they're about progressing
5: it. with that one. Oh, they're still trying to make it happen.
4: No!
3: Four umpires.
5: How will they be positioned? I have no idea, Kim. I think they're trying to work that out themselves, If it, how it would work. We can't get three on the same page with interpretations. Well, you, you'll struggle with two. Mm. But once you get to four, particularly when we load up a rule book with a set of interpretations that you and I could read them at the same time and come to different conclusions, mm. how are four people going to umpire this game? So you're not saying it will happen this year?
3: Well, well this will it be done. used in
5: community games? No, or? sorry, no, you know I'm what hearing I
4: mean they're
3: progressing. Year? They're progressing it to have it ready for next season. No. Not happy with that. You can have your say. The text line is zero four two seven one five four one double six. Bump off Benny, our erstwhile producer. Benny, we've got uh, text coming through saying, "I want that NFL Game Pass, please." Ah. Uh, there's a number there, no name, but uh, all right, we'll put that person through. We need to get a competitor against them. Uh, Benny will grab your name, and we'll do that competition in the next uh, hour. Um, here we go. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Two big games of hockey tonight. When the Canberra Chill extinguished the Adelaide Fire and cement their place in the four. I'll give you a wave if you're watching. Or oh, Pete from Canberra, g'day, Pedro. Oh, hello, Peter. Yeah, he could be a journo. That was beautifully written.
5: Hockey ones back in play.
3: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Two big games of hockey tonight when the Canberra Chill extinguished the Adelaide Fire. Very clever. You like that, Rich? Very clever. That's some of your better work. All right, have your say on the uh, four umpires. Also coming up today because we're not on Fridays now. We're not being lazy, but we work every weekend during the footy season. We have the Thursday Thorcast, and I've done mine, Rich. My goodness, it will snow. (laughs) First time for People, people get off the roads. There's time he'll be, he'll be dangerous
5: year. to drive shortly. There's about to be a
3: snowstorm over Adelaide. <laughs> you you have done your forecast I'm, before we've gone to air. I'm prepared. I'm the Boy Scout today. Roach. Wow. Here's a text. Who's this from? No name on it. Uh, Roach. Any news on why the AFL is letting a player get drafted as a father-son, even though his father has an incredibly dubious games total? It appears the AFL doesn't seem to mind letting it slide, without verifying the number of games played.
5: No, this is the famous Sandful count that's always different to what the VFL, AFL recognises.
3: Who are they referring to there, Roots? Excuse my ignorance.
5: Well, well, the only father-son we've got in place at the moment. Michael Enney. Unless they're referring to the Brisbane ones, but they wouldn't be in doubt. Ashcroft. Fletcher and Ashcroft.
3: Fletcher, yeah. Hey, just on that, Cal Toomey, AFL draft expert. Ah, and yes, he I is, know what this is all about again. Yeah. Well, he's released his top 30 yes. draft picks in order. Not saying where they'll go. He's just rating them as no, players. No, because
5: he rates them. Mm. Now, now, bear in mind, he, he just goes one. What did he do? One to 25 or one to 50 this one, time? One to 30. One to 30. Nice guess. But, but clubs are not ranking. They don't pick... The best players, they pick the player to their needs, don't they? understand that. If if there's the best five are midfielders, but someone needs a defender, well, the defender would rise in the draft order. But only three South Australians can. Yeah, now I can't remember what he had last year. Oh, you're stretching my memory. Mm. I know you had Jason Horn francis
3: very (laughs) high up. And I was shocked. Oh, that person that wanted to get the LFL pass, they're just about to start work. So sorry, boys. Oh, look, we'll try and do it a little bit later. Um, yeah, just the just the three. Hey, AFLW, Roach, uh, income the season's gone. Port yeah. Adelaide have their last game Sunday, isn't it? 12.40 start. Albert and Oval. Uh, get down there. I'm, I'm confident the girls can get a win there. I'm not just saying that. Well,
5: make sure you book your tickets because one of the issues with Alberton at the moment is the eastern side has this enormous bulldozer taking everything away. Mm. So there isn't full capacity of Albert and Oval. The best thing to do is get your tickets to be sure you can get in there. Book them now.
3: Good advice, Roach. I will hear from Lauren Arnell because it was interesting at a press conference today. She said that uh, she feels they're playing better than a one-win side, and mm. I, I agree with that. And and the new size, they've had the far easier draw,
5: which yeah. is better.
3: Otherwise, yeah. it's farcical. Well, Kim, it's farcical, full stop. Uh, what, I've got to get to Ten the hard games, questions. 18 teams. Yeah. I've got to get to the hard questions, Roach. Mm. Yes. So their season ends on Sunday. Do they have a footy trip after 10 weeks? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? On that note, we'll go to a break. On the other side, oh, we'll he hear from... you the fun police all of a sudden. Hey, what, you reckon, <laughs> I, you reckon I'd be against it? <laughs> You're kidding. We're
0: here thanks to Balfour's <laughs> and Hyundai.
3: 3:56 on a Thursday afternoon. The run home, thanks to Balfours. The Balfours in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. We are live from Studio Lumo. Here's a text. We mentioned this yesterday, Roach. Hey boys, what time is open training for the Port Ladies tonight? Their AFLW team. 5:45. All right, so you can pop down there and watch the girls train. And the sun's out at the moment. It's a better afternoon than it was morning. Indeed. Here's another deep and meaningful coming through, Roach. Uh, directed at you. Hello, Roachie. How is your mate Lysette going? Since you bought him a slab of West End, it's been nothing but trouble for him. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he Ooh. did. Once you got him that, he got his injuries, didn't you? I oh, finished the season last year. I thought you were going to say he finished the slab, <laughs> well, he would have. <laughs> um, yeah. Another quick one here before we hear from Lauren Arnell. Only a handful of kids from SA drafted to AFL it means lots of young players moving up to Sample Seniors in yes. 2023. Indeed. Matt and Brizzy. I was shocked by Matty Rendell saying they're they'll only pop- go to 45. 45. Imagine if you're a youngster and you're thinking, Mm, they're only going to pick 45. We're going to get Shifter Sheehan, Kevin Sheehan on next week. We'll pose that question to him. Thank you, Matt, in Brizzy up there, talking about the umpires. Eddie Maguire wants as many umpires as Chins. Oh, didn't he come up with? It was almost like an
5: NFL football plan. So many umpires, boundary umpires getting involved.
3: He's got 32 umpires written here. Um, That's Chopsy from Cheltenham. Good on you, Chopsy. I did see that presentation from Eddie. Good for being a lateral thinker, but I didn't like it at all. Another one for umpires. Gee, I hope not. No, we don't want it. That's from Coops. All right, Lauren Arnell did her second to last press conference probably for the season. Yeah, post match. Yeah, there'll be a P1 on
5: Sunday, and that'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there'll be others. There'll be some list management decisions they'll face. It'll be interesting what they do at Port.
3: Well,. She was asked the question about how they're tracking, and, and she answered by saying, "Internally, they believe they are better than a one-win side."
1: We think on our internal measures we're, we're going a fair bit better than that. at The, the cold-hearted day says we're not um, on the ladder. Uh, we do think, you know, playing nine games as five to six there that we legitimately could have won, perhaps with more experience and in you know a few more games' time, we we think we win those games, but. You know, in the moment in time, we lost those games, and that's kind of how it is, and that's what we have to look at. <laughs> we do feel we're going, we're going better than one, one, and seven for nine games.
5: Well, if we had score review in the AFLW,
3: they might be two wins. Jim. Stop soaking up. If nuts and candy butts, no nuts. <laughs> 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 if nuts and candy, oh. no. If butts and just candy, just blame nuts. the anaesthetic. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the other thing that Lauren spoke about? Oh, look. This will be part of my Thursday thawcast, Roach, yes. um, about the girls receiving a little bit of reward for all their effort in this last game.
1: Honestly, I, I, want, I would love to see reward for effort for our players. Um, none of this is about me. It's really not. Um, I think our players have just put so much in that in such a short period of time. We've got five five who are finishing school this week. <laughs> Um I'm really really proud of those gr- that group of players in particular but yeah for our whole team I'd love to see reward for effort.
5: Do you know that Lauren turned up in her year 12 uniform at training this week? What for? Oh because the five of the girls have just finished oh, their exams right, so yeah. she's turned up in a school uniform to celebrate with them. Well, that's good. To have a little she bit of fun. She still fits in it.
3: She's very fit, Rooch. I know. Yeah, Fitter than you, and talking about your fitness. Uh, <laughs> Mario has sent through a text saying... Oh, thank, this could be dangerous. Thank goodness Roochie never worked with his shirt off. Well, I'm, we're thankful here at SEN, <laughs> I tell you, and the advertisers. Imagine you going in there topless, Rooch, for 30 years. Um, and <laughs> that's what we did back in the day. Uh, here's a quick one. Boys, I'm not sure... You want to be the first female AFL coach, the pressure oh, would be yeah, that's unbearable. True. That that's from true. Phil. But still, someone's going to have to do it. Well, look at our first female prime minister. Oh, yeah. She
5: was worked over, Julia, wasn't she? Well, was she? Oh, no, she, she got roughed up. Oh, I might get political on it. Italy's just got its first female prime minister. She's gone down that path about... What, shirt off?
1: No, oh, about sorry. the
5: diplomacy of politics, Kim. <laughs> sorry. Because she... She can take them on in debate and win.
3: Roach, we've got to go to the news. On the other side of the news, we are going to do a Who Am I? And if you get this wrong, well, you don't deserve to be here. Three minutes past four, Kimbo on the Roach with you we're live from Studio Lumo SA all thanks to our good friends at Balfour's no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, coming up at 4.30, new recruit for the Adelaide 36ers Robert Franks will join us and after five o'clock, the Vice Captain of the Adelaide Reds, Ryan Kitto who's always a very enjoyable chat. So too is our next gentleman, I think this person should write a book Roach or be a part of every quiz around Australia. He represented Queensland in basketball from under 12s to the under-18s. This is a who am I, okay? Switched to footy, playing for Southport, then represented Queensland in the under-18 championships where he starred to the extent that he was drafted by the Swans at pick 79 in 2006, almost went to the Adelaide Crows, ended up at Collingwood from 2014 to 2017. Finished up there, went back to the NBL, had a crack at Melbourne United, then came to Glenelg to play in the Sample in 2018, 2019. Won a premiership, won a Best and fairest, then went and won a premiership with Broadview, and maybe playing for North Adelaide next year. Who am I?
5: Jesse White. Hello, Welcome Jesse. Welcome to the
3: show. <laughs> <laughs>
5: what a welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks well, what write. a bloody life.
3: We spoke to you a few years ago.
5: And, and uh, what about the sliding door moments you've got, Jesse White? Crazy,
3: right? Yeah, Absolutely. And I've done you a disservice, Jess, because I I thought until I was doing my homework today that you were around... Because it seems like you've been here forever, around 37, 38, but you're All only right. 34 years of age. Yeah, that's it.
6: 34, turning for, uh, 35 next year, so... All yeah, still young, but fighting,
3: beating healthy. Well, the last time we spoke to you was 2019, the year you won the flag. So you win a best and fairest, you win a flag, and then you retire. Why?
6: Oh, life, kids, family, mm. uh, work, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, just, we had our second child, I think, three weeks before that grand final. Um, and we were busy with work and, and things like that. So... It, um you know, two years post-AFL, I just felt like I needed a bit of a break, step away from footy and focus on family and business. And feel like I've had that time now. And I uh, was lucky enough to play a few games just with my local team here, yeah. uh, with Broadview. And, you know, felt like I had to squeeze that lemon a bit. <laughs> you
5: are
3: squeezing so,
6: it. And so so yeah, while you're playing with it.
5: Broadview, how many times are you thinking there's still something here?
6: Yeah, I think you know, I had about two and a half, almost three years off. Um yeah. I now run a boxing studio, um, and you know, over that last three years I've just been boxing heaps and getting off the legs and staying fit and um yeah, I had those I had the Broadview boys in for some preseason work and um just followed them pretty closely and I was going out on a Thursday night helping some of their tools and mentoring and helping some of those guys and you know, next thing you know I've got my boots on. running around doing a bit of the training and thought yeah well I'm still feeling fit here feeling good and so then they you know got me out for a couple of games so yeah I just had to play the last four games and qualify for finals which is um which is pretty lucky and then ended up playing in the flag with them so um yeah just being back out there having that competitive nature again and it was just exciting to be back out there playing footy and um, even though those 34, turn 35, I, I, two years off. I'm feeling really good and feeling healthy and fit. So thought, why not go ahead and have another run?
3: Now, we're presuming this story is factual. So you watch North Adelaide lose the grand final. You pick up the phone and mm-hmm. you ring up Jacob Surgeon, who's the coach. We don't know if this is all true or yep. not or what your relationship is with Surge. We have him yep. on regularly. And you say, "Yeah, would you like me to come out and help you to win the flag next year? Uh, yeah, that's
6: uh, <laughs> that's a bit like that. Um, yeah, I think just playing, like I said, playing the games uh, with Broadies. You um, obviously they're going to go back up to they're going to go up to Div One next year, and I thought if I was going to go around again, I'd I'd love to be in a good competition. I mean, I, I mean, the Div, even Div Two was a great competition to be playing in, but um, I'm I'm a Prospect boy. I live in the area. Um, I looked at, you know, potentially thinking about going back to um, Glenelg and just with business, life and family, just a bit hard to get down there three nights a week. So, yeah, and I, I just think that uh, North Adelaide around that point and being my age and what I think I can add to that, to the club and to the team. Um, yeah, thought, so why not have another go? Oh,
3: little surge would have thought he'd won Powerball when he took that uh, phone call. <laughs> so you, you probably answered the question. So it was more geographical then, given that you live at Prospect.
6: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, definitely. I think you know I really love Glenelg, and I really enjoyed my time back down there. Coming from the AFL system, it's it's your, all all it is is your life that footy, and um, to come back and play, I felt like it was kind of part time. You know, work, life, and family, and and training three nights a week and playing the weekends was amazing. I, I really loved that. It sparked footy back for me, and I really enjoyed it down there. And, so was it was really, to be honest, it was a really hard decision not to not go back down there because I love the boys, I love the club, and you know they were they were just too good to me. So, um, but yeah, just I just couldn't commit to that three nights a week down there. And I'm um, local, and I think the club's in a in a really good, really good spot. So, and again, coming back to you, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat. it. I'm 30, 35 next year, so um, you want to come back and try and win a flag, and definitely feel like I can do that for the club.
3: Well, it sounds good. It's going to be exciting. Given that we're doing a little mini This Is Your Life. How close did you get to playing for Adelaide when all that Kurt Tippett drama was going on?
6: Um, yeah, it's funny that you say like, about writing a book, but it's um <laughs> I actually I I literally signed. So I actually got signed with um with Adelaide. Um, my partner Joey, she um packed up and told her boss that she's quitting and um it was it happened on a Thursday or a Friday and Back then, the, over the weekend, the trade was off. So, you know, we're just sitting in over the weekend. We started packing the house and looking at houses, and oh. um, yeah, it was the Monday, the Monday we got the call saying we better just hold off. There's been a bit of a hold up, and I'm not, I can't remember too technical what what actually happened, but I think you know, Curt and um, the club got banned from trading. So mm. my actual trade, yeah. my half got done, um, but the other half didn't get quite put through. So it all got torn up and unreal. Next thing you know, I was, uh, I was still contracted with Sydney for another year. So, um, yeah, I spoke to a few other clubs at the time, and I think Sydney uh, worked out they could keep me and get Kurt in the off season. So, pretty smart. But um, yeah, spent another year there, which is, to be honest, I had a really great year that last year at Sydney. So, um, if anything, it, was, it helped me out. So,
5: yeah. So Queensland was Southport, New South Wales with Sydney. Yep. Victoria mm-hmm. with Collingwood. Collingwood. Remind us how did you in end up getting to South Australia then?
6: So my partner Jody, she's originally from Adelaide. Ah,
4: okay. Um
6: and one of the guys I used to play with at Sydney, Heath Grundy. He's an yep, Adelaide boy. Yep, yep, yep. Um come come back to Adelaide over, over some weekends and stuff like that. And I met her through through him actually. And uh yeah, so then she moved from Adelaide to Sydney when I was living in Sydney. So that's his history and um I absolutely love it back here. We used to come back here for a fair bit when we were together, and I yeah, just thought, you know, young family mm. uh, finished up, and then, like you said, I, I went and spent a season, almost a season, with Melbourne United yes, in the yeah. NBL. Did some training over there, and um, yeah, ended up deciding to come back here with uh, Mark Stone and and do some coaching and play for Glenelg. So a bit of a shifting in moments, but um, yeah, I think just at my age, I was I was ready to step back from that, that level of professional.
3: Uh, Stone, he's probably here, he's so. probably listening. We have him on as a regular and he does listen to the show on a regular basis. So, get to Mark up there in uh, Brizzy. Jess, it's a uh, wonderful story. Uh, we may have cut you off a bit earlier, but Serge, we love him because he's so excitable and animated. Um,
1: <laughs> what, what,
3: what, what did he say? Did he have your number in his phone? Or did, how did it unfold when you told him, when you rang him?
6: Uh, yeah, no, I think he, yeah, I think the first thing he's like, yeah, well, this isn't something that just falls in your lap every day. Um, I think we, by the time I spoke to him on the phone, I think we spoke and caught up within the first hour or two. <laughs> so, <laughs> caught up and he just happened to be, you know, back at the club and so we caught up and spoke it through and see how, how, it, how it all worked out. And yeah, they've just been amazing so far. So, um, yeah, like I said, they've got a we've still got a young group, but then we've got a, you know a really strong core through the middle there, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to working with Harvey. And he's a great ruckman, but he can also be such a damaging forward as well. So mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting times. Um, got a pretty good strong midfield, and yeah, looking forward to it.
3: Well, it's a great story. Hopefully, we can chat to you again next year, Jess. So it's it's all done. Then there won't be any problems in terms of being signed up. it's, uh, it's a done deal.
6: That's uh, a done deal, yeah. I've signed, signed and it's all going ahead. And, yeah, looking forward to getting back in running laps and doing all that season yes.
4: stuff
3: yeah, and yeah,
6: yeah. meeting all the boys and, and all that sort of stuff. So, they're yeah, looking forward
3: to it. Getting used to that odd-shaped angle that the prospect oval is on. It's a, it's a beautiful ground. Hey, Jess, we really appreciate you uh, jumping on. And uh, as we said, it's a wonderful story and there's still a bit to be written.
6: I uh, appreciate that, guys. Thanks for your time. Good Thanks on you, Jesse, Jesse.
3: Jesse White. And he's right, squeezing the lemon. Why not, Roach? You can't play forever. we would love to have seen Jacob Surgeon's face with <laughs> my phone call. <laughs> caught up with him within the hour. Do so you first think you're being set up by yeah.
5: someone? Or, you know, is this a prank call?
3: Or mm. I said he, he would have thought it was like winning Powerball yeah. when he got the call. Well, Powerball's worth $160 million tonight, Roach. But you can't win it if you don't have a ticket. Right, when are you when you're getting me one? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, fair, Dinkin. His uh, his pockets are all stitched up. The old roach. Uh, it's four thirteen. We need to go to a break. We're here thanks to Hyundai. <laughs> Kimba on the reach with you. 4.23 on a Thursday afternoon. The sun is shining. Apologies there. Operator error. We've shot off two lots of the ads. The upside is we will not be late for the 4.30 news, Roach. We'll be on time. No more ads. We've got them all out of the way. Do you mean some of our best work never went to air then? We, we were chatting away. And uh, if anyone's interested, we were saying how we enjoyed that chat with Jesse White and Did. we forgot some of the drama around his attempted. to...
5: Well, he was signed,
3: ready to be traded to at Ad-
5: well, he was formally traded in the sense that there's the signature of the paperwork's about to go off to the yeah. AFL, and and then some things tumbled within the Adelaide admin, and they had to put up their
3: hand and say, well, we're going to have to now have this all cleared up. Yeah, So he got one more year with Sydney, had a cracking year, then went yeah. to uh, Collingwood, and we're also having a giggle at the fact that uh, Serge caught up with him within the hour that he rang up to see if he could be for He does for North not Adelaide. miss
5: an opportunity, does he?
3: We love you, Serge. All right, a lot of texts coming through. I said earlier today, we were just sort of waxing lyrical, when do we think there'd be a female coaching at AFL level in the yes, men's? Yes, yes. Oh, I don't know, Roach. 15, 20 years it could happen. Text has come through from Phil. Boys, the pressure and expectation on the first female coach would be out of this world. As a sport, there's not really much diversity in the senior coaching ranks at all. I may be displaying my own ignorance here, but I'm not aware of any, oh, this is another one, but I'm not aware of any First Nations head coaches at AFL clubs either. No, well, there's, there was uh, Cable, Barry Cable. Barry
5: Cable, who took over North Melbourne when Malcolm Blight had his playing coach moment end, 81, 82, wasn't mm-hmm. it? it? Went 14, 14, 16 games, and then Barry Cable's called in, becomes their senior coach for the rest of the year, and the most famous one. Is Graham Polly Farmer. three yeah. years at Geelong, 73, 74, 75, 11, 6th 11th, seventy five, eleventh, yeah,
3: sixth, uh, and eleventh. So there's a couple. Feel I don't know if but we've that's a good it. point. Yeah. It's a
5: good point. We are you know, not just senior coaches. We don't have many First Nations people as assistant coaches. Mm. Oh, that pathway needs to grow also.
3: There may be a few more coaches required in the World Cup if some of these uh, upsets continue uh, Uh, Roach Michael Atherton former English captain Uh, this is him having a little chat about uh, England's loss to Ireland
2: a very famous win this
5: for Ireland and as you say wonderful scenes for their players and their families and supporters a small number of them it must be said but wonderful scenes for them Um, and you know people remember this night as they did and do the Bangalore victory in India 2011
2: a lot of young Irish cricketers of of an age that would have looked up to that victory. You know, they would have been probably 10, 11, 12, watching on television, watching all these Irish players make legends of themselves uh, and they will be remembered equally so now. Next up for England is Friday, back here at the MCG against Australia. I mean, that's tasty and probably must win for both.
5: Yeah, it probably is. It's it's essentially a quarter-final, a knockout. Whoever loses is probably not going to get through. It is a really tough group. Um, Every game has got a
3: lot on it. It's going to be a rocking atmosphere here. If England were complaining that it was a bit sterile today, uh, watch out for Friday. So that gets underway tomorrow. You can hear it on SEN. Our coverage has been sensational. Tim Payne, former Australian captain, has released a book. When you release a book, what do you do, Roach? You go on a publicity tour, don't you? <laughs> and uh, I think he has been well trialled in terms of what he was going to be asked. Oh, really? He was on Sunrise this yes. morning with Koshi and Nat. Mm-hmm. Nat tried to ask a few curly ones. Uh, this is Timmy on his resignation. Oh,
2: look, ideally, I mean, I wouldn't have resigned. But, um, again, my, my thing now isn't so much around the resignation of... Um, of the captaincy, it's more around how it was dealt with and how it was handled. We had um, obviously known about this for, for three or four years at the time and had plans in place with Cricket Australia on how this would be handled um, if and when it does come out um, and unfortunately that was sort of flipped on its head at uh, the last minute sort of 12 months ago when it, it, it was going to become public which was disappointing but um, as I said I, I, I realise I've done the wrong thing um, and, and now it's about sort of moving right. on and, and getting on with my life.
3: On numerous occasions, he totally owned the situation. You couldn't do anything, but no, not exactly. Own it. But it was big news for the whole of Australia and the world. But he and his wife had had three to four years of addressing the situation.
5: Yes, but there's one thing about when you do it within your own four walls, and when everyone in the nation is commenting on it as well, oh, isn't it? Yeah.
3: There? Oh, there's enormous, enormous scrutiny and pressure, yeah. and uh, a lot of judgments as well. Yes. And there were judgments by Cricket Australia because he thought they had their back and um, I think he sort of indicates that they abandoned him. He was asked whether he was let down by Cricket Australia.
6: Were you let down by Cricket Australia? Do you feel as though you were abandoned by them, that, that they didn't have your interests at heart?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I think in the end that definitely was the case. I think at the start, as I said, we were sort of working really closely with Cricket Australia on, on how we would handle this, um, when and if it does come out. Um, and as I said, there was a, a really thorough integrity investigation which cleared me, and I've said all along around this that I absolutely did the wrong thing by my wife and my family, but it was a consensual thing between two adults. So the way that was handled at the end, it doesn't sit brilliantly with me, but at the same time, I I take full responsibility for for what I've done um, and realise I've put myself in this situation.
5: There were a lot of contradictions in that whole saga, weren't there? Tasmania coming up with one verdict, Cricket Australia Mm -hmm. coming up with another verdict, an integrity unit saying this, and then Cricket Australia going the completely opposite way in terms of their, let's put it in inverted commas, punishment. Sometimes Cricket Australia looks more after its image than the individual, doesn't it?
3: And they start to look a little bit shallow when they backflip like that, if that, in fact, was the way things unfolded.
5: Yes. Yes. Indeed.
3: Uh, Text coming through. This is from Jason from uh, Murrell Bark in Victoria. He says, Kimbo and Michelangelo... Can you please pass on my best regards to David Wildey and Malcolm Blight? Uh, Both gentlemen on holidays at the moment, but we will do that for you, Jason. And they're coming home from November 1. They are. They'll be here. You'll hear them. Oh, yes, next week. It's Tuesday. Melbourne Cup Day. uh, Oh, Melbourne Cup Day. Melbourne Cup Day. We won't be on. We have a sensational coverage of all the racing around the nation. Uh, Miles Fitzner, tags the whole team. Jared Waitley will be involved calling the race as well. It's going to be enormous. Oh, we'll, we'll tell you about your that tip on Monday, Monday then. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if you do, but I'll give it to you, Rooch uh, Here's a quickie before we go to the news. Hey, we're still late for the news, even without the edge. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> I'll save this text then. We'll go to the news on time.
0: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're
3: listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4 four thirty-five and a lovely Thursday afternoon. We'll be doing the Thursday forecast a little bit later. Our sure thing, most at stake, and doomsday scenario. I have a terrible doomsday scenario coming up, evil one. Uh, I love it. Uh, this is the run home, thanks to Balfours, no matter your club's colours. Balfers are for the game. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. We'll be talking basketball shortly with Adelaide 36's new recruit. And that is Robert Franks. We're just trying to get him. I think he's on the dog and bone at the moment. So what we will do, Roach, is a T20 World Cup update. Thanks to Host Plus. That's a plus. Well, if you've got any money on Bangladesh,
5: gamble no, responsibly. Cash it in as quick as you can. You're not getting any of it back. Bangladesh is now four for sixty-six after nine point three overs, chasing South Africa's two hundred and five from their full twenty overs, where they lost five wickets, hundred and forty
3: runs. I know you're not a gambler, Roach, but there's not a betting agency in the world that would be giving you money back now. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're not right. that generous, all right? <laughs> well, sometimes they are very generous. Uh, no, are not. You know, you're time. talking through your backs. Are oh, you? <laughs> um, hey, here's a text while we're still uh, waiting I cash for out? Robert. You can cash out, not in that scenario. Okay. That's how they make their money. Right. Though. When you place a poor bet. I'll stick a to losing Powerball bet. then. <laughs> yeah, with other people buying your tickets. Yes, <laughs> you're a shocker. Uh, hello, Kim and Roots. This is Roots, you talking about the fact there may be four field umpires yeah. next year.
5: Well, they're working towards it.
3: Yuck. Uh, Johnny Kay from Kensington has sent this through. Let's have 20 umpires. Through sheer mm. chance, you'll get more than two coming up with the same interpretation. A little bit of sarcasm. Then he gets serious. He says, let's make the rules more black and white. Listen to the supporters who watch the game and they are the ones who financially support the game. I haven't seen any support for four umpires at all, Roochie, Rooch, Rooch.
5: With the exception of Eddie Maguire, who wants
3: how many? About 11. Mm. Yes, he wants a stack. Uh, hi, gents. Is it true that... West End beer is made from River Torrens water. That's from Jack. Uh, aren't there natural springs? There is truth in that. Yeah.
5: No, I don't
3: think. No, so. I think, I think
5: th- they're brewed. Aren't they, isn't it brewed now in Queensland or WA?
3: When the brew was well, down it used there. Used to be. It? Oh, yes. Well, yes. I'm not, I wouldn't say it's exactly. Yeah. There was, yeah remember, they also had that, that charity. That, yeah. Yeah. They're exactly. Natural springs. Yeah. Bum Fluff Benny's come into the studio. We got a text earlier, Benny, saying, why doesn't? Why don't we let Bum Fluff Benny have a quickly. crack on air? Yeah. Uh, well, I reckon okay. that was the bird then, right. I think. Okay. That <laughs> okay. I saw an elevated arm. I, I, here it is. Here's the text. Any chance of getting? Well, I hope bu- the
5: developer, who's now knocking down everything, bar the old brewery building, mm-hmm. keeps that out and going so we can keep getting that spring water, Kim.
3: No, I'm getting thumbs up here. I'm not sure is that because our next guest is ready to go? Oh, Amazing. right. We must be having some little technical problems. Uh, the Sixers are flying along beautifully. Roots. they're sitting in fourth place at the moment. They take on New Zealand tomorrow night at the Entertainment Centre. It gets underway at 7pm. And one of Adelaide's new stars, one of their new recruits, is Robert Franks. Did he meet Paul Smith at the weekend? Well, let's find out. Hello, Robert. How are you?
7: I'm doing good. How about you? How about you guys? Not good bad
3: Robert. at all. Did you uh, catch bump into the owner of the uh, Sydney Kings last
7: week after uh, all the grief no, he game? No, I didn't. I didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let have, a- have introduced
5: introduce yourself from the Golden State Warriors.
7: Yeah, yeah, that was a, um, you know, that was a, that, that was a statement. I think he was just trying to get everybody's yeah. attention. But yeah, it was a lot. Um, of, a lot
5: did of- you enjoy it or did it get under your skin a bit?
7: No, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta enjoy the, yeah. the banter and, yeah. and competitiveness when you when you're a professional, so that's good to hear. Um,
5: that's good to you.
3: <clears throat> Tell us about your your background, uh, Robert. It's the first time we've spoken to you, you're twenty five years of age. Uh, born in Seattle, you would have watched the movie Sleepless in Seattle, I presume with Tom Hanks.
7: Yep, yep, I have.
3: Yeah, so you're a romantic high school, (laughs) evergreen Uh, Tell us about the family. What have you left behind? We know you were at Brisbane last year. Tell us about growing up and how basketball came into your life.
7: Yeah, so I have two brothers, two sisters. um, Like you said, originally from Seattle. Um, We've we've stayed in Vancouver um, pretty much my whole life. I started playing basketball um, ever since I was four years old. Um, So, you know, it's kind of just been... Um, a thing I just fell in love with and uh, went to Washington state for all four years. Um, and, and a couple of years later, um, I'm here in Adelaide. So um, it's exciting. And, um, you know, very, very happy to be here and um, obviously leave back a family, but it was good mm-hmm. to see him um, when we went back and played in the States and, um, and in Phoenix and, and OKC. So being able to see them, um, it, was, it was very good and um, you know definitely excited to, 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 to go back go back home but, but uh, with, with the championship ring hopefully
5: Robert you'd feel at home in Adelaide it's not unlike Seattle or Vancouver is it?
7: No it's um, you know the, the weather um, has been a little bit what people haven't said they said it's, it's going to get hot so I'm yeah. preparing for mm. it um, I really don't like the rain and what not coming from Seattle, which is like that's all it does. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely um, weather-wise and environment-wise, it's definitely way better than back home for sure. Well, you'll get some heat. I'm right that... next to the beach.
3: Yeah, well, you'll definitely get some heat. You'll get about a week of forty plus. It always always happens. So, two years basically in Australia, uh, your time up in Brisbane, and and how does Australia compare to growing up in America?
7: Um, you know, it, it has its Similarities, but also it have its its big differences, and um, I just think the culture um, is just the biggest difference. You know, the the Australian culture has has its own way, and same as the states. But um, you know, I I've, I've really enjoyed my last two years um, here here in Australia. Um, just the way of living, um, it's so easy going, easy flowing.
5: This is interesting, Robert, because. I lived for a while in the states, and I was learned very quickly. Don't judge every American by what happens in New York, and every American by what happens in Los Angeles. Do you find the same here that Queenslanders are different to South Australians? So, you've seen cultural differences yourself within one nation.
7: Yeah, yeah, no, no you're you, you absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, like you said, you can't really judge the the like the New Yorks or the um, the LAs or even just like the Brisbans of being. Um, out here in Australia. So it, it definitely has the differences, though. Uh,
3: Australians are big on nicknames. So uh, Robert sounds very formal here. In Australia, you'd be a Bobby, or we'd be calling you the Frankster. Uh, <laughs> do you have any nicknames?
7: Um, yeah, everybody just calls me Robo. Um, you know, that's something that um, I've carried on ever since just growing up playing basketball um and it's really just stuck with me
3: all right well robo you take on new zealand they're sitting in second second place the breakers it gets underway tomorrow 7 p.m we're hoping for a big crowd how's the preparation been
7: um you know it's been great you know the the guys and um, the coaching staff you know ever since the season has started um it's been amazing um just getting ready to prepare and um, just having to go out there and just execute a game plan.
3: You mentioned about the coaches. Now, you, you've played so much basketball at a young age. You've been at Greensboro, Stockton, Lakeland uh, Lakeland Magic, Orlando Magic, the Brisbane Bullets. CJ Bruton, how much different is his coaching style to what you've experienced in the past?
7: Um, you know, it's it's honestly like a, a big difference. And I would say a, a big difference in a good way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, this is the first, you know, players coach I've had um so you know he looks at the game differently obviously him playing and being successful um you know he just has his own eye to it and he gets what players um need and want and um how to get stuff out of them so you know he's been amazing so far
5: you love it because he plays the game that loads you up as well
7: <laughs> you could say that you could say that he's a point guard he knows how to beat yeah. to score yeah.
3: so have you got a new bestie since you've been here
7: um, nah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I'm pretty close with, pretty close to everybody. Um, on the team, obviously, I come in a little bit closer with AC. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's I've I've already grown. You know, stronger relationships with. Um, everybody on the team. So I wouldn't say I have a bestie, now. Nah.
3: Well, we've got great heritage, the Adelaide 36ers, but there's been a couple of lean years, so yes. we're ready for another title. So hopefully we'll be talking to you again throughout the season. Have a ripping game tonight, tomorrow night, Robo.
7: Thank you so much. I I appreciate it and uh, hopefully talk to you guys soon.
3: We love it. Have a big one. It gets underway at 7 at the Entertainment Centre. So it's 4th v 2nd. We know it's early days. Uh, Roach, some teams, uh, you know, Sydney's played seven games. This is Adelaide's fourth game. Um, But this should be a cracker. And we always say it, if you haven't been to the basketball, we've been lucky, you know, over the years. But if you've got a young family or even if you're going on a first date, it is a great night's entertainment even if you're not a basketball tragic the atmosphere is absolutely brilliant closer to town now at the entertainment center in Highmarsh, you can get on the tram so connect very quickly with the city well, pre and post game uh, benny's family must be um Fluff benny All Right, what's happened oh now? here we go oh. and it's not mario either i'd like to second the call to give benny uh, get benny on air he seems like an up-and-comer Love from Ben's mum, it says. Well,
5: actually, we're, we're working on a um, sort of prototype show. It's only a pilot at the moment. But he's going to do a 15-minute summary on Manchester United every Monday. Oh,
3: is he? Yes. Yeah, yeah well, definitely won't be on our show, Rooch. Uh, Ben's just said <laughs> that's definitely not his mum's number. So, all right. But that's a genuine text. We'll take a break, Rooch. Coming up after 5 o'clock, Ryan Kitto... Always an enjoyable chat. He's a quite a measured and intelligent young man. Indeed. scored a great goal against Sydney. Yep. Dancing around the defence route, he was brilliant. That's coming up shortly and more of your techs.
0: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening
3: to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.51 on the first afternoon. We're here thanks to Hyundai. The Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Taking your text on 166 If you want to chat, 1300 736 736. Ryan Kiddo coming up after five to talk about Adelaide United, their first home game. Rich, we received a text how you've basically ended Scotty Lysett's career after sending him a slab of West End Draft.
5: Oh, now I'm... Now I'm going to curl up and get back in the fetal position. I could not do that. Surely you can't hold me responsible for his shoulder injury. I only read out the text. Max Scorn might have
3: something to do with it, but not I. Then we had a follow-up text, someone saying that the last time they saw Scotty, he was uh, down at Port District celebrating the A1. Sam Gray, yeah. Yeah, with Sammy Gray, former player. Then we had a text saying, is West End draft made from River Torrens water? And I said, I believe there were underground springs. There are. Now, the former chief brewer yes. at the West End Brewery, Tony from Torrensville. Now, I, I believe this to be genuine, too, because I did think I met maybe Tony many years ago. He said, hi, boys. Uh, West End was brewed from underground water, X wells on the brewery site, then treated by reverse osmosis. Oh, OK. Correct. It's now brewed in the 4X Brewery mm. in Brisbane and doing a good job by my palate, exclamation mark. Tony... Yeah former chief brewer. Hmm, very good. All right. Have you Rooch. driven past the brewery? Yeah. So? I went past today. There's much morning. left, is there? No.
5: There's no. the old, old building which they're keeping, thankfully, because it would surely be a heritage piece. But yes. not much
3: else is there. I think a very observant route. Uh, it's called development. Hmm. Every Friday. We do the Friday forecast, but we're not yes. on Fridays now, so no. we've renamed it the Thursday forecast. Just don't go. I love on my Normally do it later in the show, Reach. We thought we'd get it out of the way now. It's simple. We give our sure thing most at stake. Doomsday scenario. You can add to the conversation if you want by sending a text. Your sure thing for the weekend. I'm going with the Sixers. I think they're on fire. On fire? On fire. At but- home?
5: Got all the cobwebs out after the
3: US tour. All right, Not convincing, Rich. You're trying to sell it to me, but uh, I think they will win. Um, uh, Mine's a little more edgy. Uh, Port Adelaide will get their second AFLW victory over Essendon. Mm. That gets underway at Alberton on 12.40. I sound like you're nodding off at the moment, Rich. Are you with me still? I am. You're nodding off. No. (laughs) I think you are. No. Live and up. Most at stake. Uh, England and
5: Australia in the T20. Both. Have everything at stake, not most at stake,
3: everything at stake. Loser gone. I picked the same one, so I'll throw in Aaron Finch. If they stick with yeah. him, uh, one more failure, he, he's, he's out the door. Doomsday scenario. Were you ready for this? Collingwood beats Brisbane.
5: Richmond beats North Melbourne. AFLW. St Kilda beats Adelaide.
3: And the Crows there missed the top four. That would be doomsday. Yeah, it would be. That won't happy, uh, happen. Um, I like it, though. You put a bit of work into that, uh, Rich Meister. Doomsday scenario is the worst thing that could possibly happen. One of the biggest events in Australian sport is the spring racing carnival. If you have a look at the weather maps at the moment, they're going to get a lot of rain. So my doomsday scenario is that the uh, spring racing carnival gets cancelled due to bad rain and unsafe track conditions. and All of it? The Melbourne Cup's abandoned on Tuesday. <laughs> That's the worst I could do. No, that won't Sure, I wouldn't have thought so. Drainage very good at Flemington, but I, I think so. we are going to have a, a wet Melbourne Cup. So we'll have some experts on Monday. So it might When's take the last us very, very wet Melbourne Cup. Kiwi winning in what was that? Yeah, that's 80, 81, isn't it? 81, 83. 83 81. 81. Hmm. Well, Kiwi. yeah. We'll Google. We'll Google that one, Roach. A few more texts coming through. A lot of texts coming through about the four umpires. Rooch believes. It may happen next year. Well, they're working towards it. I I hope you're wrong. Um, Here's another one. No, Uh, don't say you hope I'm wrong. You hope
5: the AFL doesn't get this wrong.
3: That's the more important thing. I'm I'm not for it. Um, We mentioned Aaron Finch. He's copping a little bit. Here's a text. Finch is getting little public sympathy because he was a liability at the last World Cup. Absolutely selfish to think you can choose your own time to retire at the expense of a national team now that's from will
5: what are the selectors there for then don't they make that call surely we haven't got cricketers deciding whether they stay on contract or whether they stay on the team what are the selectors doing kip
3: well they should be you know well they have the final say yeah I've got the thoughts there. I've had a brain fade here we meant to go to another break or we're we going to go all the way through to 5 I think did we we're going have to a five? break did we We've got to keep going right <laughs> I apologise. I thought I had to throw to another one. Hey, Richie, Richie, we did round the grounds a a little bit earlier. Can you update us again on the ICC World Cup game that's underway between South Africa and Bangladesh? Well, don't
5: expect Bangladesh to win this one because South Africa made 205. And as I refresh at the moment, uh, Bangladesh is 8 for 85. So they're not going to get there. They've got six overs to get 121 runs. Mm. They're not going to do it unless there is... A Stoinis type moment. but Won't happen, Roach. So.
3: And the other matches coming up tonight? It was, we've got Netherlands v India.
5: With the Netherlands including one of our own South Australians who's converted himself to Dutch, Tom Cooper.
3: Tom Cooper. We received a text on Tommy Cooper yep. before. Great Redbacks player, Tommy. Absolute gentleman. Um, we were talking about a lot of people acknowledging how tight you are with your money, Roach, yes, and you won't yes. even buy yourself a power ticket. You expect someone to buy it for you. This one's come through. Rucci almost bought himself a Guinness last night, but unfortunately forgot his wallet. That would be true. (laughs) Actually, I had
5: forgotten my wallet where I was, yes.
3: Here's another one from Glenn. Says, hi, Hi, Kimbo. Fact about 4X. It's called that because Queenslanders can't spell beer. That's from Glenn. Oh, g'day to Matt up in Brisbane. Wow, wow, wow. And a good friend of ours up in Brizzy, Big Gra-Gra, We haven't heard from him for a while, Rooch. Do you want to know why? I hope he's well. No, he's okay. I wouldn't, uh, unless I send him a cheerio. He sent us a message yesterday. Yes. He said, afternoon, Kimba and Rooch. I've been working afternoons, but I still catch up on the podcast. Question for you both. If Horn, Francis, Buckley, Rusciuto and McLeod were in this year's draft, who are you taking first at the age of 18? Who was the better player at their draft age? I'm a little excited after watching the Sample Horn Francis on YouTube. Buckley. Yeah, I think so. Yep, no doubt. I remember calling one of his first or second games when he played for Port and I said uh, during the call he'd win a McGarry medal. Andrew McLeod,
5: raw, but you could see something special was brewing and how Jared Neesham didn't see it is beyond me. Uh, Rashudo. I'm sure the stories you hear about when Neil Curley went to see him play in the Riverland he was always going to be a player. Mm. Jason or francis you you mentioned quite rightly that preliminary final for South Adelaide, but Nathan Buckley had been doing it for a fair while, hadn't he, as a teenager?
3: There you go. Hopefully we've answered that one, gra-gra, and uh, I'm glad you're still catching up. And, of course, all our interviews and the whole Mm. show, you can catch on podcasts. And if you're in the market for a property as well, You'll be able to hear this on the podcast as well But it's time for the uh, property of the week Thanks to McGain Real Estate Sold by McGain again What have you got, Roach? Well, Zoe Ball will be doing all the work While Mike
5: Dobbin looks busy At 83 Investigator Drive, Woodcroft There is a beautifully presented four-bedroom family home In the heart of Woodcroft It offers two separate living areas A lovely kitchen with a huge bay window Looking over the pitched entertaining area and fernery with double lock-up carport and landscape gardens. The price, 649000 to 679000 It will be open for the first time on Sunday between 11 and 11.30am.
3: Beautifully done, Roach. And the other property of the week, um, where is it? It's at 42 Parramatta Drive, Morford Vale. Now, Daniel Comer and Rachel Farore will be there. Uh, This beautifully presented home represents a fantastic opportunity for first home buyers and investors featuring three bedrooms and an upgraded kitchen and bathroom, plus drive-through access from the front carport to a large shed. You've got to like that. At this price, you'll need to get in quick. It is $449,000 to $489,000. First open this Sunday, 12 to 12.30. So just two of the many properties you can have a look at Courtesy of McGain Real Estate. That's why everywhere you go, there is a sign popping up saying sold by McGain again. Time for the five o'clock news. Ryan Kitto coming up after that. Adelaide United Vice Captain talking about wet Melbourne Cups. We've got a text here. Sub-Zero was probably the wettest race. It also rained heavily in Maccabi Divas' second Melbourne Cup win. Just after five o'clock, Kimbo on the Reach with you. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. You should know, tomorrow's car is in stock today. You can test drive or tech drive a Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. They are absolute rippers. Adelaide United play their first home game of the season yes. this Sunday at Cooper Stadium. 2.30, Rooch. They take on Perth Glory. Our next guest... The opening goal for the Reds against Sydney FC. He just sliced through them like a knife through butter, like a Harlem Globetrotter traversing his way through the massives. He made it look easy. Hello, Ryan Kiddo.
8: <laughs> How you doing? Thanks for the interest.
3: Ah, thirteen-minute goal. Uh, did you enjoy that one?
8: Ah, oh, it was nice. Um, I don't score too often, so I have to enjoy them when they <laughs> do come about. And um, that was good. It was good for us to start well and and to go up and. Um, would have been nice to go on and get the win, but circumstances didn't allow that <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's have that big, fat elephant
3: been Sitting in the room all week, we've been talking about it. Uh, look, uh, the decision was reversed. That doesn't give you the W, does it? Um, at the time when it happened, your views?
8: Uh, my views, to be honest, I was disappointed there was a free kick. <laughs> um, just purely because of the, of the action. Hiroshi slid in to, to pass the ball, and on follow-through... Um, yeah, you know, quite delayed, caught contact with one of their players and clearly won the ball first. So I was disappointed it was a foul. And then obviously the events that followed um, probably caught us all by surprise. I think most of the players on the field, and um, but it is what it is. We have to accept it now and deal with it. And um, the FA's done the right thing by reversing the decision and Hiroshi can play this week, so now we just have to look forward.
5: Let's unravel a bit of this, Ryan. Coaches were told at the start of the season that the referees had been given an instruction about players. who were sliding along the ground. What instruction was given to the players?
8: Um, They just don't want to see dangerous actions in-game that are forceful and could cause injuries, which I understand. And I didn't think Hiroshi's tackle was in that category. There was no force or intent behind the challenge, he was passing the ball. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that we understand anything that's high over the ball and studs up, um, yep. the referees aren't going to like, but it's more the intent and, and the force at which that comes through, which probably probably surprised us with the one on the weekend.
5: Okay, that, and that leads to all sorts of, well, we got classic one at the weekend. It's the referee sees something and he acts. But the next part of this is VAR was supposed to, I stress, supposed to clear up the mess are you comfortable with it? Everywhere around the world, there are more critics of VAR than actually people praising it and actually loving it anymore.
8: Yeah. Um, I think they always fall back on the clear, obvious error, and clearly they didn't think it was a clear, obvious error. Um, and it's how they see it, and maybe it's they we have misinterpreted the rules of players and we don't mm-hmm. understand it. So maybe there needs to be more clarity around that because... Perhaps the way they see it, they well, obviously they don't because they reversed the decision. But um, maybe the way they've been trained in pre-season, they thought that incident um, deserved uh, punishment of a red card. So. Yeah, I suppose they'd better to support each other as we are as players, and um, yeah, I think we got the right decision in the end. It's just a shame that it ruined a good game on the weekend. Yeah, yep. Sydney, play,
3: Sydney players should have got life for staging. That's my views, uh, Ryan. Let's move <laughs> on to some positives now. Hey, Goody Craig Goodwin played a full ninety minutes. Is he at full fitness?
8: Yeah, he's, he's getting pretty close. Um, he's, he's an exceptional player. and He's had a disrupted pre-season with his injuries um, but he's just going to get better as the weeks go on in his preparation for the World Cup so um, it's good for us because he's hopefully going to be humming in the next few weeks and um, put his best foot forward to make sure he's on that plane.
5: Have you been to Marsh to see the new roof so to speak on the different stand that you've got to the east? Have you checked it out?
8: Yeah, I got to have a look um, earlier this week and it's it looks really good. Um, it's exciting. Um, I think it's been a while since there's been any any changes uh, to any of the stands and to now have roof coverage oh. um, on that eastern stand is fantastic. And new lighting, new screens. Yeah, it looks really good. So um, I think we're going to have a session on there later in the week and the boys are pretty excited because... We obviously love playing at home, we love playing at Cooper's and now it's new and revamped, we're, we're very excited
3: Yeah, I went past uh, Manton Street side this morning Roots, they're still doing a little bit of work externally on the outside there
5: Do you, do you wonder what the acoustics might be like? We, we were all amazed when we got to Adelaide Oval and couldn't believe how all those pavilions kept the noise in Do you think the same could happen at Highmarsh? It gets a new sort of atmosphere with the fans?
8: You know, I definitely think it's going to improve. Obviously, we've still got the two open stands on the north and south ends, but I think having uh, a roof over the eastern stand will definitely hold some noise in and create an even better better atmosphere. So, no, we're really excited, and we can't wait for our fans to come out and and see it and and watch us play our first home game. Uh, Perth Perth
3: Glory sitting in sixth place at the moment. It's early days after four games. You guys are sitting in ninth place. They've given you a bit of grief over the journey, but you've... Defeated them the last two times. How are you rating Perth at the moment?
8: Yeah, they're a very new side. Uh, they've made a lot of new signings, different players. So we could only probably go off what we've seen over mm. the, the, the opening three rounds. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've looked at them closely and um, we've been working on areas that we hope we can exploit. And we know it's going to be a challenging game defensively. They're very solid. So it'll be up to us to bring the tempo and, uh, and take the game to them and, and hopefully score some goals. So
5: in three games, what have you
8: learned of yourself, Ryan? Um, That I I love home games and I'm looking forward (laughs) to getting home. Yeah, but as a group, what (laughs) have you learned about (laughs) the new season
5: and what you're capable of or what you need to work
8: on? Oh, I think as a squad, I think you look at the performance on the last weekend. uh, More broadly, over the first three games, um, we believe in the brand of football we're playing, that we we create chances and and that we know when we create the chances, we need to take the chances. Um, that's, I think, been the key message over the, over the first three weeks. It's just that ruthlessness at both ends, in scoring goals and making sure we don't concede goals. But I thought more recently what we saw in the weekend, considering the circumstances of the game, the resilience that the, the boys yeah. put in, and, and the effort and attitude, um, that's a, a non-negotiable for us as a team and our culture. So um, it's yeah, fantastic to see see that we still have that and we know that that's going to carry us well throughout the season.
5: Of the new players, who's made the biggest impression on you?
8: Uh, they've all been really good, to be honest. Um, we've got some good young boys that are continually developing. Um, the one that's probably caught my eye the most is um, of the new boys is Harry van der Sarg. Um, Yeah, he's just a fantastic person, a really good player, great attitude and he obviously chipped in with a goal on the weekend and um he's at that stage in his career where he needs to play games and he's hungry to play games yeah. and he's only gonna he's only got one way to go and, and that's to continue to improve and Um, We're
3: very lucky to have him in a red shirt. We had uh, Alex Brosk on early in the week. Uh, He said Ibasuki's red card was the worst one in the history of the game. He also said that you'll get your first win this week. So we wish you all the very best. Let's hope all the red supporters get to Coopers Stadium. The game gets underway at 2.30 against Perth Glory. Good luck, Ryan, and thank you for your time today on your day off.
8: Not a problem, guys. Appreciate
3: it. Uh, you're a good man. He's a ripper. Uh, they present themselves well, all the Adelaide United boys, don't they?
5: They do indeed. And there's a great opportunity here because, look, Melbourne City's running away with the early part of the yep. season. Three three wins, three games. But that middle group, when you look at it, you've got everyone from Perth Glory all the way to Western United, 6-12, to 12, still looking you know, to get beyond three points, Adelaide Banks three, they're back in the
3: pack And And we know in any competition, Rooch, Ws early in a season are so Absolutely. vital because you don't know what unfolds as the season progresses in terms of injuries. and red cards. Red cards. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention the war. Mm. Talking of the war, Toddy Gray will be joining us very shortly from Gray & Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. More of your text on 427 0427- 154-166. This is Kimbo on the Roach. We're here thanks to Balfers.
0: A Balfers in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfers are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive. You're listening to the Run Home
3: with Kimbo and the Roach. 17 almost done for another day and another week before we get into Greyhound racing, thanks to Greyhound racing SA no one runs the dogs like South Australia. Overreach uh, you received a photo. Louis has sent it through to you. We've received a number of texts as well. There is a picture going around of Jason Horn Francis looking like he's had both knees operated on and lying in a hospital bed yeah. with
5: um, what would you call them pressure guards on his knees. Mm. We live in a world of strange photographs, so we'll wait until we get some confirmation right. one way or the other. You might have just had a clean-out. Who knows? Until we get some word on it, we'll it, it looked take genu- it on notice.
3: It looked genuine. We have mm. put a request in. We're trying to get in touch with the club to see if we can get some clarity on that for all the Port supporters or, or football fans in general. Okay, as I said, every week we get Greyhound racing tips. We get it done on a Thursday with a man that, well, he's got the innate ability to speak to dogs. <laughs> The human, dog, the human dog, the human dog, the human dog, the human dog. Tony Gray is the, the best hipster in the business. He actually looks like a greyhound and he joins us every week thanks to Ground Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. Woof, woof. <laughs> did you understand that? <laughs> How are you, Tony? I did
9: I did indeed, lad. Your lead-ins are getting better every single week. Hey, uh,
3: we're not going to have your Thursdays anymore. You're going to Mondays from next week.
9: Yes, yep. You, uh, you have to hear the dulcet tones on a Monday instead of a Thursday next week. We'll still be in Angle Park. Uh, it's virtually still copy and paste. Angle Park still race on, a, um, on the Monday. with The majority of races over the 300 metre trip and a little bit earlier start. So it uh, won't affect anything here. Business as usual.
3: All right. We look forward to that because you were a failure last week. Oh, I've been, I think I've been a failure almost this whole month, to be fair, lads. October can get in the bin. Uh, you always come good. What have you got tonight, though?
9: Uh, two to tonight, lads. Now, the first one is probably my best bet of the night, but I actually only want a little wager on this. Um, I found it a bit tricky tonight, lads, but I reckon we got race two, number one, Victor Speed. Look, he is your favourite. He's yours for theirs virtually on the old fixed dogs. Um, he's led every start of his career so far. He's only five stars... Oh, sorry, he's only about seven starts deep in his career, and he's placed five of them every week he leads, every week he gets run down. But I think tonight is the night. Uh... He leads again, no doubt about that, and he'll lead by a long way. Now he gets very, very, very tired the last fifty meters. But I think <laughs> he will be good. a furlong, in fr- I think you'll be a furlong in front tonight against this opposition. Um, look, yeah, he only have something sm- um, small on him just to hopefully get the ball rolling tonight. Race two, number one, Victor Speed. He'll be a long way in front early, but he needs to be. And I, But tonight is the night he finally cracks
3: the maiden status. Uh, Richie's looking very quizzical, and uh, everyone under 50 are saying, well, what's a furlong? Well, it's 200 metres, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> indeed, was, correct. I was looking that way because it's a hard sell, this one, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Hold on to your hat for the last uh, 50 metres.
5: Right. And if this doesn't work, Todd, what are you giving us as a second option?
9: Oh, now this one I do like. This is why I want to go light in the first one because ah. I reckon they, I reckon the prize assessors, mm. they've, I reckon they've made a blunder in race seven. I reckon this market's all wrong here. Race seven, we're going to back two dogs here because I cannot believe they're not first and second favourite. Two in the dogs. Market. Yep, we're going to back two here. Both just to win, no each way or anything here. Both just to win. You can still make a decent cop. Race seven, number four, Spring Ignite is the main play, um, and we're going to save on number six, Yarra Turbo. So. More on the four dog, a little bit on the six. Do I just want to make a small profit on the six, but the main play is the four. Uh, look, they've got the one and the two here, first and second favorite. That's wrong for mine. Look, now, one of them will lead, but they get about as tired as the dog I was talking about in the last race, right? And I, there's a lot more opposition in this race. And uh, whichever one of the top two don't lead, they have about as much chance as I do at Ladies Night at Me Local, right? they absolutely none. Um, <laughs> Look, that one of them will lead, and I reckon the four and the six is every chance just to kind of sit off them. I reckon they'll sit off the pace, and these front runners will get very, very tired, and we'll sweep over the top here. Yep, like... This I'm very confident on.
3: Oh, yeah, I'd like to share that confidence, but I don't. Uh, best bet, race two, number one, Victor Speed, the old lawnmower, and your other one is uh, race... No, seven. race seven, With- number two, and no, number- so race
9: seven number four Spring Ignite and number six Yarmundi Turbo. Oh,
3: fair Dingham. There's a typo on this. I love your work, Toddy. Have a uh, great weekend. You can, uh, for expert grey and racing tips, follow at the Dogs SA on Twitter or check out Grayon Racing <laughs> SA on Facebook. Thanks, Toddy. Cheers, legends. Have a good one. That was a bit confusing. Reach. What's that say? It's got number two there.
5: No, I think it means best bet. There are two of them. Oh right, okay. Hashtag
3: two. Yeah. Um, Do you want a
5: score a- from the SCG? Yeah, Bangladesh, all out for 101, chasing South Africa's 205. Game completed. South Africa wins by 104 runs.
3: And that's another T20 game put in the books. And we now wait for the Netherlands to play India. Beautifully done. Roach, a couple of minutes to go. A few more texts here. Just went past the 4X Brewery in Milton.
1: Mm. No
3: West End signs visible. Cooper's is good it's made of River Murray water, Matt in Brizzy, question uh-huh. mark. <laughs> right, Is it? Oh, hello. Hi, Dave. Hello, Dave. That's me. Yeah. This is Mo. He calls me Dave. Uh, hi, Dave. Roochie, Rooch, Rooch, is that right he makes – oh, sorry, it's a typo. Oh, I, I don't know if I can say this, Mo. Uh, they're referencing your tightness with money, Rooch. Uh, Roochie, Rooch, is that tight he makes a fish's backside look like a roller door. Wow. I only, okay. uh, I only read them, Rooch. Okay. All righty, just a, mo- a reminder, uh, we're not on Fridays now. We'll be back on Monday. Tuesday, SEN has a massive coverage of the Melbourne Cup day. We're, we're not here Tuesday. No, no, because of the Melbourne Cup coverage. So join us well, on talk Monday. About, talk about half days. Yeah, and you then, and I, all of a sudden. And then after that, we're on from 3 to 5, I think. Right. From the Wednesday. Wednesday. next week. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sort of. Yes. All right. right. You, you got anything else for me? No, I'm Are still waiting
5: right? for confirmation and report whether that's a true photo or a doctored one. But yeah, we've seen a photograph of Jason Hort Francis lying on a hospital bed,
3: both knees bandaged up. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we've sent off a message. Uh if it's a clean out, that's not a big no, deal on usual days. If it's but a prank, yeah. not great at twenty it's not April one yet. Didn't look like it, Roach. Uh, Crows take on St Kilda, 2.40 Saturday at Moorabbin, the home of St Kilda. We wish the Crowy girls all the best as they lead into the finals. They need to finish third, then they'll yep. take on Melbourne probably. And good luck to Port Adelaide taking on Essendon. Uh, there's a live training session, an open training session at 5.45 tonight. You can head down there now and watch the Port girls train for the last time this season. And of course, they play Essendon at Albert and Oval, 12.40 on Sunday. Yes. Look forward to seeing you there, Kim.
5: <laughs> Why are you silent all of a sudden? I'm just wondering what would happen if I stopped talking. I could sing and then we'd lose everyone on the show.
3: Oh, Ben's just suddenly come into my ear saying, sing. Yeah, sing. Do something, Roochie. No. You've been a lazy <laughs> person today. Um, can't wait for Roochie's cup tip on Monday so I can back against it. Yeah, good on you, Chopsy. Have a great weekend, everyone, and appreciate all the techs coming through. We'll uh, do a Monday. Ooroo. Right. Bye-bye, everyone. Good night.